With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Your hand it reached into the depths of darkness. Your arms pulled me to the light above me. Your you spoke the word that broke my heart. Your eyes burned with holy passion fire.
So welcome everybody to our, I guess this is Monday night episode of Prayer International Radio. Um, I'm your host for the night, Sean Holmberg. Um, Chris um, was on last night, uh, amazing, amazing uh, message on prayer. If you need prayer tonight, um, there's a couple ways you can reach out to us. You can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Our call-in number is 657-383-0861. And you can also reach out to us on our website, which is prayerinternational.org. And we will pray and believe for God to provide whatever needs you have. So I'm not quite sure like how this is going to go tonight. Um, the Lord's been working with me on a whole bunch of different things, as always. Um, and usually, like almost every time we preach a message or speak a message, um, it's always about something that God has put on our hearts, something God has been birthing in our spirits and working on us. And then we just naturally want to share it. Um, you know, the Bible says freely you've received, freely give. And, you know, one of the natural things about the Word of God um, and the Gospel is that it's so easy to give when you're filled with His love and you're filled with His Word. It's so easy for to turn around and want to give it out and to share the joy and the hope of salvation and eternal life through Jesus Christ to all those you come in contact with. And so um, we'll just see how this uh, 
turns out tonight. It's going to be probably less of a teaching and more of just um, me talking to you as friends and brothers in Christ. Um, as it says in Ephesians, fellow saints and members with the household of God. So, Father, tonight, um, for anybody who's listening, Father, wherever they're at across the nations, Lord, I pray that you would open the eyes of their heart to be flooded with light, that they would know what is the hope of your calling. Father God, that you would strengthen them with might in their inner man through your spirit, Father, that Christ Jesus would dwell in their hearts through faith, that they would be rooted and grounded in love. Father, that you would birth into them your dreams, birth into them your visions. Your scripture says your old men will dream dreams and your young men will have visions. Father, I'm not leaving out the women, but God, for everybody who's listening, Lord, you know what place they are and their relationship and their walk with you and the boldness they have um, and the light that they're shining. Your word says that we are a city set on a hill, that you don't take a light and put it under a bushel, but that our light shine to the whole world so they can see our good works and glorify you. Father, and I ask for each and every one of us, for me, for Chris, for our families, um, for our children, for our friends, uh, our neighbors, Lord, and everybody who's listening. Father, that you would make this whole thing real to us. Father, that there would be an explosion of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know, I've heard it said over and over again, they talk about an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Just like in the day of Pentecost. Father, pour out a fresh outpouring of your presence in our life. A fresh outpouring of fire. Father, a fresh outpouring of a hunger and thirst after righteousness. A hunger and thirst, Father, for your word. A hunger and thirst for your presence. A hunger and thirst for your power. Father, a hunger and thirst to see your glory. Father, tonight heal every sickness, every disease, every infirmity. In the name of Jesus. Father, meet every need. From the biggest to the smallest, Lord. Father, surprise us with your goodness, surprise us with your mercy and with your grace, which we should never be surprised because it's in your very nature to be a good father, to lavish us with gifts, to lavish us with blessings. Father, to provide every need we could possibly have. Father, you said that you know the needs we have before we even ask them. And so I ask, Father, that your will would be done in our lives, Father. Your word said that you will complete that which you started in us until the day of Christ. Father, so we stand in faith. We stand in agreement with you. 
Father God, Jesus, that you would complete that which you started in us. Father, we stand in agreement with you. You said if two or more of us are gathered in agreement, you're there in the midst. Well, it's us, all of us, who are listening to the show, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Comforter, and the Father, Lord, we are standing in agreement with you upon your word, declaring that your word is true, not only that it's true, but that it's true in our lives. Lord, we guard your word in our hearts. That you can be glorified in us. That we can glorify you everywhere we go, everything we do, every minute, every hour of the day. Father, let us glorify you. Let us be vessels of honor to bring you glory to outpour the new wine to the nations so the world can be drunk on your goodness, so the world can taste and see that the Lord is good, that the world can taste the goodness that leads men to repentance. Father, there's nothing in our words that can change the heart of man just the goodness of God that leads men into repentance, Father. It's your Holy Spirit working in men for your pleasure and for your purpose. Father, but you have asked and declared for us to be your witnesses, Father, for us to go and declare that the kingdom of God is at hand. Father, regardless of what the world says, what the media says, what the naysayers and the doubters and the atheists and whatever, all those that love the world, Father, because you said those things are passing away, but those who do the will of God abide forever. Father, we know and we believe and we are convinced that you, Jesus, have come into the world, that the world may have its life through faith in you, through faith in you alone, not about what we can do, Father, not about us saving ourselves or us being anything, Lord, for we know we are nothing outside of you, and apart from you, we are nothing. Father, we humbly, as humbly as possible, yield ourselves to you. Father, we bow before you in submission, declaring that we are yours. Our hands, our feet, our heart, our eyes, our ears, everything about us, Father, belongs to you. For you paid an incredible price for us. funny me and uh chris go to a church um in rockwell texas um called generations and you know it's funny i want to i wasn't going to talk about this but it's just interesting the way it's 
not interesting. It's divine providence, how God works and how God moves in our lives. Um, you know, when I was a kid, what seems like a million years ago um, in high school, um, it's funny because um, the pastor of this church, um, John Aaron Lee, um, an amazing, amazing man of God who, you know, I was telling my wife, the thing I love the most about uh, John is that you can look at him and tell that he cares about his sheep. I mean, you can just see it on his face. That and the fact that he's been with, that you can tell that he spends time with Jesus. But, you know, it's funny when we were all kids, we went to the same high school and, you know, John was, I think it was a year or two. I was like a sophomore and he was a senior in high school or something. And uh, the funny thing is John has uh, two sisters. One that was, one's name was Joy and one's name was Joanne. And, you know, I had one of them in one of my classes and I, I wasn't a saved. I wasn't anything. I was just some kid who was hanging out, whoever I could be friends with. And um, so there was Joy and Joanne and, you know, they were, their whole family had this amazing testimony of the work and power of God working in their lives. And, but I remember that one of the sisters used to always tell me I was going to hell. And the other sister used to always invite me to some party at their house, which back then was code for, we have a Bible study at our house. We really want you to come. And, and of course, you know, I, I, my parents would never let me go. And because I said it was a party, of course. And but, you know, it was this period where, like, I was, like, really searching for something, and I didn't know what it was. And, you know, it's funny. I was hanging out with some, a guy who I didn't know at the time happened to be a big Satanist or whatever you want to call it. Um, and and so it just it's just interesting that years later, um, after I got saved, that I would end up seeing this uh, family again, let alone the fact that the that – John um, ended up being um, the pastor of the church I'm going to, but um, anyway, I completely got off subject talking about that, but um, anyway, so we were um, at church, and we were, um, and there was a an evangelist there. Um, and evangelists are really good at putting into context and in pers- to perspective what the world is really like because you know you get so caught up in you know day-to-day life I was talking to Chris earlier and it, and it's funny because you know when you're a kid you have all these dreams and visions and when God first comes into your life you like have all this passion and desire of like everything that you dream about what you want to do for God And then, and so you start running and you start running and then you sometimes hit this wall, which is life, because up to a certain point, you've never actually lived life. You never had any experiences. You've never had much disappointment. Um, You've never had many like obstacles or things that happen that really just break your heart or tragedies. And there's all these things that life tends to throw at you on a daily basis, um, whether it's your friends or your family or children or your spouse or whatever else, there's always things that life itself throws at you. Um, 
And, you know, part of living in America is having, even though you have all that, there's a certain privilege that comes along with it because unlike living in many countries, you have a lot. And it does, may not be a lot, but compared to other people, you do have a lot. Um, and so you sort of take for granted the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you take for granted that people die for the gospel, I think, almost on a daily basis, that people are persecuted for the gospel. I heard someone say the earlier today um, that, like, they were talking about, because they were a pastor in Australia, and they said, like, they have the most persecution they may get is a coconut falling on them, something crazy like that. But it, it was actually true, you know, and after the resurrection of Jesus, disciples went out um, because they really, they were witnesses firsthand of Jesus, what he did, the love he had for the world. They were witnesses of his death, his resurrection, and then they were, were there in the room praying with one accord. That's something to keep in mind, one accord, something the church really needs to be of one mind, be in unity of the spirit um, for the plans and purposes of God, not our plans. But, you know, they're in one room. The Holy, They get filled with the Holy Spirit, go out. They're radically transformed and go out and just, like, completely turn the world upside down. And, you know, it says that people were daily being added to the church because they were continually daily out uh, declaring the gospel. And so I'm going to try to throw out some couple points. We, I was talking to Chris earlier about how, like, you know, whenever you hear, like, preachers and messages, they always have, like, points. And we, I don't really usually do that. So, but point one is belief. Um, do we really – so – what, something that the this evangelist has said, he said that you don't really believe the gospel or you don't really believe in Jesus and death and resurrection. You don't believe in heaven or hell because if it did, your actions would be different. And, you know, the title of this message is Where's the Power? And, you know, as I'm going through this, um, you know, everything I say, everything I'm Speaking about is completely out of love for you, the body of Christ, for the church, for anybody who's listening, um, because the Father wants to pour out his love into your life and to show you the power of his blood, to show you the power that we have through the Holy Spirit, the, through the name of Jesus. And, you know, it, it's, it's too often that we walk. Um, there's a verse that talks about clouds without water. Um, I think that's how it goes. And and it talks about having a form of godliness but denying the power. And that's not quite exactly the first thing that I'm talking about. But, you know, we, we talk a lot as a church, um, as the body of Christ. We talk a lot about how great it would be to, to win the world and save the lost and to go to nations and you know, to see healings and people raised from the dead. And, you know, there's places all over the world where these things really happen. But for a lot of times, we don't see them. We, we, don't, um, we don't experience those great and, mar- and mighty uh, 
things of God, or when we do experience them, they're really rare. And so the Lord's been dealing with my heart about some of this and, you know, about some of the opportunities in my own life where he provided an opportunity and for whatever reason, whether it was um, doubt or fear or whatever, I didn't step up and be like, oh, and at that moment, once, just like Isaiah saying, where God's like, who will I send? And Isaiah's like, send me, you know, opportunities over and over and over again in our lives. And they come by and they, they come and they leap so quickly that, and then they're gone. And so, you know, just the other day, um, me and, me and my wife, uh, Rebecca, uh, Chris and his wife, Tracy had gone out to eat and, you know, we left this restaurant and, you know, there was a man who was getting into his car, um, but he only had one arm and, you know, it just, it was something that just flashed on my head so quickly, need to pray for him and God can heal his arm. And it wasn't this voice from heaven beaming down saying, uh, go heal, pray for him and I will heal his arm. It was one of those deep down inside knowing, you know, God can heal his arm. God can, there's absolutely no doubt that God can recreate this guy's arm. But for whatever reason, I just kept walking and, and I missed the opportunity. And, you know, I've heard other pastors and preachers say it before. And, you know, sometimes I stop and I realize that, that, you know, sooner or later, we're all going to stand before the Father, before Jesus. We're going to stand and all of our works and you know it talks about rewards and it talks about like a fire and what and talking about what's going to remain of our lives is it all fluff and is it all just like talk and what are the works and the fruit that actually remain in our life what's solid when all the junk is burned off and you know there's those things those opportunities you miss where, you know, I fall upon his mercy and his grace and you learn from the experience and you try to get boldness and you go and you seek his face and you find out what's lacking in your life and you commit yourself to turning to him and not missing out any opportunities. And, but it's not just about healing, it's about salvation too. And how many people do we actually see on a daily basis? And it, it's insane because you know, if you if you think about it, how many people live on your street? How many people live in your neighborhood, in the city? I mean, you know, when I was a young Christian, I always had dreams uh, and dreams of going to Africa and witnessing and declaring the word of God throughout Africa. And, you know, here on the radio show, which reaches uh, multiple nations, God provided that opportunity. But, you know, I always had this dream of going to Africa. But, you know what, there's just as many people here in the United States. There's just as many people everywhere you go. And, you know, we, we need to be mindful of all those opportunities that we have as Christians, because it really comes down to, um, I guess, point one is, do we really believe that Jesus is and that he is who he says he is and that this word is true? 
Because if the word of God is true and we believe his word, then we have to believe that there is eternal life and that there is eternal life with him in his presence and then there is eternal separation from his presence. And I think part, partly I think we get to the point where our hearts are so grieved by it that we just sort of try to forget and we try to not think about it and we just push it aside and it's like, okay, I love Jesus with all my heart and I'm going to serve him and I'm all excited for him. And, you know, that's just one of those people over there. And you know what? Yeah, the Bible says they're going to go to hell, but, you know, let them do their own thing. And, you know, it's completely not what Jesus would have done. It's completely not what the Bible declares for us to do, which is go and declare that the kingdom of God is at hand to allow the Holy Spirit to draw people into our lives so that we can be the vessel, we can be the voice of God into the world. And so the first thing we all have to, you know, the Bible talks about working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And, you know, there's some, I heard Bill Johnson say once, you know, there's some scary verses in the Bible. You know, all all of the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And the reason is because is it not only... There's his, his, his power and his dominion and who he is and what his character is. But his word will also cut you on the inside. It takes out all the bad things in your heart. And it exposes the things that are hidden. And so they can be brought to the light. So the Lord can kill you. So the Lord can take out the bad stuff, put in the good stuff. Take out the negative things and put in his presence. And... So we have to believe and we have to examine ourselves, every area of our life, take his word, read through the scriptures, and take the time to realize, do we really believe the scriptures? I mean, we say we do, but if we did, you know, uh, James said, faith without works is dead. Well, do our, do our works actually back up with our faith? And are we just playing a game here, or is this real? And um, is there really eternity on the line for people? I mean, there's people out there that are sick, that are hurting, that are dying, that have never heard the name of Jesus. And who will he send? So first thing, having to believe. And, and it's hard. Um, not I'm not saying it's hard to believe him, but it's hard to actually go through his word and take faith you know it wasn't probably easy for peter to get out of boat and he still screwed it up when he got out of the boat but you know what he got out of the boat and even though he fell because he took his eyes off of jesus that should be like point two i guess a or whatever never take your eyes off of jesus but he still got out of the boat and how many times you know it's like this person i, I should have prayed for um how many times do, are we afraid to get out on the boat? Because, you know, it's funny, you know, Peter sees Jesus walking on the water and he's like, Jesus, if it's you, um, command me to come to you. And Jesus was like, come. And Peter jumps out and it's like, what the heck are all the other disciples doing? You know, Jesus, the son of God, who the father has already revealed to them who he is. He's already declared who he is, that he is the son of the living God. 
El Shaddai, the Most High, creator of heaven and earth. And they've seen him with all these miracles, all these signs and wonders, and everything he's done and everything that he has revealed to them from the Father. I mean, he declared that what I don't say anything on my own accord, but only what the Father says do I say. And he said, I am the Father are one. And he kept telling them that he's that the Father sent him and that he was speaking on behalf of the Father. And yet he's out there walking on the water. And the rest of the disciples are just in the boat and been like, hey, look at Peter, go walk on the water. And, you know, you can go out and you can fail miserably, but it's better to fail miserably in faith, even though, you know, obviously he, he was able to walk on the water as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. And even when he messed up, Jesus was still there to catch him. Um, so point two, I wanted to talk um, about leaven. And I hope I pronounced that right, because right? my wife always tells me I pronounced it wrong. Um, but I wanted to talk about the cares of the world. And so, but before I do that, we're going to get in, play some more worship. Um, if you need prayer, um, give us a call, 657-383-0861, or email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com.
it's just you and me here now. We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
Well, welcome back, everybody, to Prayer International Radio. So um, I wanted to start, um, this is uh, Matthew chapter 13, um, um, and it's the parable of the sower, um, which it's funny because it goes into a lot about our walk, um, our relationship with the Lord, our, our whole lives as Christians. Um, and there's like so many different like meanings that the Holy Spirit can reveal from just this one chapter in Matthew. But anyway, it says, um, on the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea and a great multitude were gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And, you know, you'll remember he said that you seek me not because of the miracles, but because you you were filled. Um, You know, this world that we're living in is constantly looking to be filled with something. And we as Christians, we as believers are no different. There's always something uh, vying for our attention. And... It says, then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. And others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. You know, you'll you'll hear that. You'll where it says, "He who has ears, ears to hear, let him hear." You'll hear that over and over again in Scripture. And it's always a good sign. There's something there for the Father to reveal to you. Um, you know, when God plants words in our life, you know, the, the the Bible is living and powerful. It is Jesus, the Word of God. And, you know, it says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You know, the Word is what Jesus said. This word, you search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have life, but these are the things that declare who I am and you know this very word should always point us to Jesus and at the same time it should always reveal Jesus to us and through us I mean and in us through the Holy Spirit but you know the promises of God are always yes and amen and he's not a God who can lie he said my word will not return to me void but it will accomplish that for which I sent it every single promise and the Bible every single word that he has declared over you is true and he intends to complete that, which he started in your life until the day of Christ. And, but, you know, like he sows the word and, you know, sometimes God has to plant a word inside of you. And then it has to be watered through faith and through belief. And, and then it begins to grow and it begins to bring forth fruit. 
because sometimes we get words and, you know, the words aren't for like that moment. Sometimes they're words for down the road. Sometimes God will plant his scripture inside of you that the Holy Spirit, because the scripture says that he'll bring to your remembrance everything. That the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance everything that I said to you, and which is what Jesus said. And so sometimes he'll plant scriptures in your heart, even when you're a kid, that'll come up later on that will continually be speaking over your life. But he gives us promises. And sometimes that we just don't pay attention and they get cast aside and birds come and devour them. And some fell in stony places because, you know, sometimes our hearts are hard and we're not willing or ready to accept the things of the Father or the things he wants. For whatever reason, we don't have the foundation of his love. Um, we don't have that earth that it talks about. And, the word, and then those promises and the word just immediately spring up. And then when the, this, and then it says, but when the sun was up, they were scorched because they had no root and they withered away. You know, the root um, talks about being rooted and grounded in love. And the only way you can understand and comprehend the love of God is through the revelation of through, from the Holy Spirit and through reading his word and being rooted and grounded in his word. As David said, I've put your word inside my heart that I wouldn't sin against you. Continually seeking his face, we need to be continually seeking his word, continually putting his word inside of us. Become that fountain of living waters, bring it up into eternal life. And... We need the word inside of us to build that solid ground, to build those roots that stretch down into the water of everlasting life. And so that way, when the storms come and the wind blows and everything that happens in this world, everything that tries to distract us, that we're unmovable like an oak tree. We're not shaken. We're not like moves to like side to side or whatever, but we're strong and we can hold on to the word. Um, but the point I wanted, and the, the thing I really wanted to talk about was like verse seven, where it says, "And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. And some things, and some of the words fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. And you know, he goes down later, and he's talking about. Um, they asked about parables, and he said, because and Jesus said, because. It has been given to you know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Anyway, if you go down, he's talking about, uh, he talks about the, um, all the different parables and treasure, and then he goes into the thing about pearls of great price, which we are. Um, but I wanted to skip over to a couple of verses, 1 Corinthians. Um Paul had a really hard time because he had to like discipline the church and there was all sorts of crazy stuff that was going on in the church um, or this one church and he said um, your glory is not good do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole loaf the whole lump and you know that one scripture has just like literally stuck with me for the last um, what seems like the last week now and trying to contemplate and dwell and trying to figure out what exactly is, is it God's trying to say. And it was that, you know, we ask for action. 
pray for God to pour out a revival to the nations. But then we seem to doubt and we seem to be fervent and we seem to be whatever and you know our our faith isn't mixed with our actions. And it's because we've as a church have gotten to the point where we have we've accepted the word the word the word of the world more than the word of God. And the little doubts and the little things that have come in um, that have choked out, become those thorns that have choked out the faith that we should have in his word. And we have to be mindful. We have to be careful of everything that we're saying. I mean, not everything we're saying, but the things that we're allowing ourselves to hear so that we don't let those things choke out the life. You know, if I'm constantly around people who are negative, people who are disrespectful to the Father and are doubtful of his word, and I'm constantly hearing that over and over again, you know, all it takes is like a little bitty, a little piece of that to get inside. And then the enemy can use it. You know, Jesus said the enemy is coming and he has nothing in me. And the Bible talks about um, not giving place to the devil and you know even now at the end of the age you know the Bible talks about the end of the age and we're toward the end of all things where Jesus is returning you know there's one of those little like do you believe it do you really believe it the scripture said Jesus said it I am coming and I am coming quickly you know 2,000 years or since he's been since he was here and since his resurrection is nothing and the span of eternity. You know, the trumpets and all those are sounding or about to sound, or, but Jesus really is coming back. And are you ready? And do you believe it? And knowing that the time is close, you don't want to miss another opportunity. You don't want to miss a second to prevent someone from going to hell, to prevent someone from missing out on the love of God. So we have to be mindful of the things we let in. Um, you know, Jesus said, God said, be holy for I am holy. And it's not always that you have to be some, like, go off to some monastery or whatever, even though, you know, the scripture says, and Chris talked about it last night, it's like separating yourself to a solitary place just like Jesus did. But I'm talking about guarding your heart guarding your mind, guarding your ears, and putting the Father first, putting his word first. So it's the first thing you think about when a problem comes up, not the doubt and fear. You know, like you can talk to a doctor and he can be like, okay, well, yeah, you have this problem and this problem and this problem. And But what does the word of God say? You know, yes, the world is going to hell. There's, it says why it is the path that leads to destruction. And narrow is the road um, that leads to salvation. And, you know, few of you find it, and that's true. Um, but to give you, a, you know, a story and a testimony, it's about, like, belief and trusting God and not letting fear and doubt come in and standing on his word. You know, so me and my wife, we have two dogs, um, Courage and Daisy, and, you know, um, Courage um, is a black lake lab or something like that, but 
Um, looks like Lassie, but with black hair. Um, anyway, Kurt, um last week got sick or whatever, and you know, the first thing I did was like, of course, I went and prayed for him. But then he wasn't getting better, and he was actually getting a lot worse. And so we decided to take him to the um, to the doctor, and you know, we started like reading up and like reading, okay, what happens with dogs and this and this and this, and you know, he's getting worse and worse, and. We're like, okay, well, is it that time? Because, you know, people die and dogs die and everything else. And, you know, there's the part of me that's like, well, you prayed. Just believe now. Have faith. Trust God. Believe. Um, you know, Jesus said, didn't I not tell you if you'd believe? You'd see, like, miracles and the glory of God. And, you know, so we, we took him to a vet. And, you know, this is it just goes to show what happens when you don't trust God. Um, we took him to a vet and... It was like an emergency vet, and it was like the worst experience ever because we ended up spending six hundred, like six hundred dollars, and left with the doctors being completely unable to find what was wrong with him. Getting back home, and we're like, okay, we're like disheartened and we're disgruntled, and we're like, God, what's going on? And is he just going to die overnight? And, and then we wake up the next morning, and he's completely better, and. And it's, I kept thinking, it's like, oh, my gosh, I just wasted $600 because I didn't want to trust God. I knew God could heal this dog, and I knew that God would, and, but I still let doubt and everything else creep in. And those little thorns and rot, like, the enemy robbed me of $600. And, you know, it's just a story and a testimony of the goodness of God because I love this dog. But, you know, it's those small things where – you can't let the doubt of the enemy who's going to constantly tell you what God cannot do. And, you know, we're here to tell you what God can do. We're here telling you what his word declares that you can do. Um, you know, what was it that he said? He said in uh, Acts, when right at the after the resurrection, it says, and being assembled together with him, he commanded them, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, which he said, you have heard from me, and John truly baptized you with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, and they said, Lord, will you restore the kingdom of Israel at this time? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You know, God, Jesus told them, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be witnesses of me to the ends of the earth. And, you know, in another scripture, it says, it talks about they went out and signs and wonders followed them. And, you know, the same signs and wonders are available for our lives every day, every minute of the day. If we don't let the little bit of leaven come in or leave in leaven, whatever the word is, come in and choke it out. If we don't let, and that was the thing about I was talking about is that, you know, you let those little bitty seeds of doubt come in and they just grow and they just multiply and you make, and it allows the devil to come in and take up a stronghold in your life. And then the next time, it's like, okay, well, I doubted before. It's easy to doubt again. But you want to get to a place where you're continually t 
taking the word of God and trusting what the word of God declares over your life, what the word of God declares about your family, what the word the word declares about your relationships and your friends and everybody else. Anyway, this is Prayer International Radio. Um, we are actually running out of time. So, Father, I pray that you would reveal to everyone your presence, Lord. Father, reveal to them any areas of their life where there's doubt or fear. Father, anything that they, in any places where the enemy has come up and set up strongholds and attempted to rob them of your word and of your promises to them, which are yes and amen, Father. Lord, I pray you restore to them the joy of their salvation, Father. Father, increase their faith through the hearing of your word, Father. Amen.
so um, welcome back. Um, we just have a little bit of time left. Um, Father. God, we come before you, Jesus, kingdom of heaven and earth. Jesus, your name has been exalted above every name. Lord, your word declares that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Father, whether that sickness or disease, or the principalities and powers and rulers of this darkness, because your word declares that we fight that we don't fight against flesh and blood. Father, I pray, Father, we intercede for the believers. Lord, that your power become evident, that your power become real to us, Lord. That you would reveal to us power of your blood in our lives, the power of your Holy Spirit in our lives, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Father, we desire, God, we desire to know you. Lord, we desire to not just have a relationship, but we desire to have fellowship with you. Father, we desire to hear your voice. Feel your moving upon our hearts, Lord. Your word declares that we have become living epistles, Father, written not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh that is the heart. Father, for you have written into our hearts your words. You have written into our hearts the love of Christ. Father, your word declares that we are new creations in Christ Jesus. That all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, Father. Lord, that you would reveal to us the mystery of the newness of our creation. Your word declares that we are seated in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Your word declares that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Your word declares if we ask anything in your name, you'll do it. Father, so we come before the throne. Father, we come boldly through to your throne. Asking for the salvation of the nations. Lord, that you would pour out your spirit on the nations. Father, that you would reveal yourself in a mighty way. You would reveal yourself through the believers, Lord, through those who call upon your name. Father, to those who seek your face, Lord, for those who come into your presence, Father. Father, that we would know your will. Father, we would know your will, Lord. Father, that you would reveal to us your plans and your purposes, Father. For you just said, your word declares that you do nothing unless you reveal it to your servants or prophets, Lord. Father, that you would let us know your plans and your purposes, your times and your seasons, Lord. Father, that you would reveal your 
love to us, Father. Lord, it's almost beyond comprehension, the love with which you loved us. It says that scarcely for a righteous man one would die, but you just demonstrated your own love toward us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That we are saved through faith, not by works of righteousness, as any man should boast, Father. Father, reveal your power toward us who believe in you, Lord. Father, that you would grant us boldness to go forth to the nations, declaring the kingdom of God is at hand, declaring that Jesus died for the nations, that Jesus died for the whole world, Father, not to condemn the world, Father, but that the world through his name might be saved, Lord. Father, that we would be lights to the world, Lord. That the light that is in us would not be hidden, Father. But that it would be manifest. That your power and your presence in our lives would be manifest to this world, Lord. Father, in everything we do, in word or deed, Father, that you would increase our faith in believing Father, that we would not be afraid of their faces, Lord. For you said you're with us wherever we go, Lord. Father, that you would strengthen us in persecution and peril and in distress, Lord. For you said your grace is sufficient and your strength is made perfect in our weakness. Your word declares, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elected? Is God who justified? Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. And furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Jesus, we join you in intercession, Father, for the people of this world, for the lost, Lord, for the lost sheep, Father. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? <coughs> Excuse me. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Father, nothing can separate the love, Jesus. <coughs> Jesus, you said you know those who are yours, and the enemy cannot snatch them from your hand. Father, 
Father, we give you glory and honor, Lord, for your word going forth to the nations. Father, that you are tearing down strongholds, Father. Father, that you would accompany your word with signs and wonders. Father, that you would give us your heart, Lord. For the lost, Father, you would give us your compassion for the lost, Lord, that when we go out and we see the people of this world, Father, it wouldn't be through eyes of the flesh, but Lord, but eyes of the spirit, Lord, that we would have the same compassion that Christ Jesus had for them. Father, that you would turn our heart into your heart for them. Lord, that we can see the world as you see it, a world that you died for. And people who you died for. Father, let us never miss an opportunity to declare your name, to declare your love to a world that is longing to be filled, to a world that is longing for truth, but the only truth is in Jesus. For you said you are the way, the truth, and the life. You said no one comes to the Father except through you. Father, we choose this day to believe. We choose this day to remove any obstacle, Father. Remove anything that would separate us from hearing your voice. Father, anything that would compete with your voice and your presence, Lord. And we desire and we choose to put your presence first in our life, Lord. To put your word first in our life. To put your kingdom first in our lives, Lord. Father, we consider ourselves dead but alive to God. That the life we live, we live through faith in you. For we have been resurrected with you. Father, let every day from now till the our last days, till our last breath, Father, let it be to your glory, Father, to your honor. Father, that we could spend our life as Vessels of honor, Lord. Vessels, new wineskins, Lord. For your spirit. If you need prayer, give us a call. Um, at, let me pull up the number because I already forgot it. It's 657-383-0861. You can also email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.